I'll be honest with you, rodeo season is about to kick off, and I am not a rodeo guy, uh, but I do like good cowboy boots. And Tacovas, well, they're all about rodeos, but you know what else they're about? Rock and roll. My best friend is a rock and roller. He's a guitarist. He wears these boots. It's awesome. Tacovas believes in Western for all, and you can feel that when you go into their stores. When you walk in, you'll be greeted like family. Offer to boot shine and drinks, yes, even the hard stuff if you prefer. And you can get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. You can even get custom leather stamping or branding that'll make your boots truly one of a kind. Look up your closest store on Tacovas.com. If you can't make it into the store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T E C O V A S.com. And Point your toes west. As a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovas has said that they will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 on Tacovas.com. Just use the code TRUCKS at checkout. That's T-R-U-C-K-S. It's about a $30 value and they sell fast, so there are always new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter the code TRUCKS at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tacovas. Only at Tacovas.com. $5,000. That's the average amount of money people in the U.S. are now spending on gas in a year. Five grand. That's crazy. If you drive, you have to download Upside, the free app that gives you cash back every time you get gas. That's right. You can earn real cash back with Upside just by buying the gas you're already buying. You can literally start earning cash back today. I use Upside every time I fill up, and I've already made around two, $300. You're putting gas in your car anyway. Why not get real cash back? If you like free money, download Upside. I'm saving the cash I earn from using Upside to help pay for a vacation later this year. Download the free Upside app now to earn cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code GAME to get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code GAME for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code GAME for a 25 cents per gallon bonus. Welcome to TFL Talking Trucks Podcast. That's right. And you may have noticed something for those of you who are watching. We're not at a desk. We're not indoors. As a matter of fact, we're in the middle of what appears to be a almost spring Colorado winterish type nightmare because it could rain any minute. Or it could snow in a minute, too. <laughs> no, it's Colorado. It's cooling off, actually. It was like 60 degrees two minutes ago, and yeah. now it's 50. Yeah, and I'm stuck without a but we are outdoors why because it's a special episode of our podcast because i finally picked up my new pickup truck i'm so happy for andre check it out guys his brand new 2023 chevrolet colorado trail boss yes i was a little bit optimistic on my timing because i sold my previous truck like around new year's time yeah, that's and right, I, it was January, basically. Yeah, because I wanted to maximize my kind of used value of my truck. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was thinking, so right before New Year's, I sold it. And uh, it's finally here. It, it's April. So we figured in this episode, this is special, right? So we could just walk around the truck, talk about this particular truck, all the features, and some of the things that I already like and don't like about it. That's right. And also during this broadcast, we're going to be talking about 
some of the uh, Patreon messages that have come to us, some questions. And on top of that, we're also going to talk about some other uh, inside news with pickup trucks. Exactly, because there's a lot been going on. I mean, you and I both have been on the road quite a bit. Tons. Uh, and so we haven't had a studio show in the almost... Well, you did one with Roman last week. Right. But before that, we've been on the road for about a month. And my friend, he is a poor substitute for you. Oh. <laughs> I said that on camera. <laughs> So, so how about this? Uh, you mentioned Patreon, so mm -hmm. I want to say thank you guys at patreon.com slash TFLcar. It's our only Patreon page for supporting us, writing us feedback and questions. We'll go over a couple at least Yes. Uh, from there. And uh, yeah, so, so thank you very much. Sorry we haven't addressed a lot of your questions in previous shows. We're going to try to get caught up a little bit. Now, by the way, I want to explain to you guys that this is Andre's pickup truck. For those of you who don't know... He's paying his own money for it, just like I did on my little pickup. This is not a studio truck. This will be featured in a lot of studio stuff we're going to do, that's yeah. for sure. But this is Andre's very own pickup truck, meaning, of course, that he had to get his wife's approval and his children's approval. Y yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I had some approval. I, I chose um, wisely because this is not very expensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll talk about price yes, uh, near the end of this show and of course all the options and features but my wife was a little surprised by my color choice yeah and that's an interesting thing you want to start on that because there's a very there have been a few snooty remarks about this color which by the way with all this cloud cover it doesn't look as spectacular as it looked earlier when he brought it to the studio and i saw it in the sunlight but I really like it personally. I, it's this really cool metallic yellow. I'm sure it's got some crazy name, right? They call it nitro yellow. Nitro yellow. To me, it looks like something that you would drink out of a bottle if you wanted extra energy. So I get the whole nitro thing. <laughs> I really like it. I think it stands out. It's got some moxie to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think it has that kind of a little bit of a flake in it that pops in the sunlight but mm -hmm. of course we don't have the sunlight no right we now. don't but even in this color i mean you can definitely still see some lines and i wanted to start right here on the hood because it's so surprising i haven't actually even ridden in one of these until just now and seeing from the outside and the inside the way this hood is designed for those of you who are listening there are multiple folds in the hood this might be one of the more complex hoods that i've seen that doesn't have a cut out for like a you know, an intake or a plastic section. And that in itself to me is just kind of intriguing because I know that there's a lot of work that has to go into making these types of stampings. Mm -hmm. And so to me, that's cool. I absolutely adore this color. Yeah, well, thank you. Uh, definitely polarizing. Mm. So here's a couple of things. Why did they choose this color? They also have a red, they have a blue, they have a sand color. Yeah, you've already and had a blue truck, though, haven't you? Exactly. So blue is one of my favorite colors, mm -hmm. uh, but I didn't want to double down on blue. Yeah, right. You know? So, and I didn't want red. Red is kind of a TFL studio color. Yeah, we have a lot of red trucks. Uh, a lot of red trucks in the past. And then sand color is... Well, it just kind of looks like the desert, and it doesn't stand out very much. That's not all. You also didn't want to be made fun of by Tommy, who calls it hearing aid color or something like that. Hearing, hearing aid, aid beige. beige. Yeah, he says that Yeah, a lot. I wanted to avoid that. <laughs> uh, but so I think it was kind of a good optimal color for this truck. So why don't we talk a little bit about what this is and what they are? Because yeah. the Chevy Colorado comes in several different flavors, and you're not... this. Although it is in some ways kind of a base truck, it's not a base truck. Right. It's just for the trail boss, it's not as featured as some of the other ones are. 
Yeah, well, let's take a profile look yeah, at this. Yeah, let's back up a little bit. It is a new generation. So uh, you might be asking yourself, why did I actually purchase a Colorado? Mm -hmm. Aren't I a heavy-duty truck guy? You know, why didn't I get like... Or, yeah, or at least why didn't you get uh, a half-ton? Or a dually or something. Yeah, yeah. So a couple of things. So it was timing. A lot of it had to do with timing. I wanted a new generation of a truck. Right. So this is a new generation of this truck. The, the previous Colorado has been around for how many years? You went to the original event in 2015? Yeah, and or, that Colorado was was the new Colorado back yeah. then, so that goes back, yeah, about 2015. So it's been about seven or eight years mm -hmm. since the Colorado was new. Right, and since that time, a lot of things have changed in the industry. There's more players out there. Uh, Ford came back with a new Ranger, and that really upset the apple cart. And then, of course, you have everything that Toyota's done with their Tacoma. They've been selling like crazy. And you've got Jeep who came out with their Gladiator. Yeah, a lot of things have changed, absolutely. So so they changed this. So the front section, um, I mean, the underpinnings, the frame itself didn't change a lot, mm -hmm. but they moved the wheelbase out. So they pushed the front axle line, it's independent suspension, of course, right. three inches forward. And they kind of left the rear proportion about the same as before. Right, and that's old school. I mean, it's leaf springs, solid axle. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so the rear end is mostly old school. Um, so they're saying they pushed it forward for a couple of reasons, kind of giving it a better approach angle in mm -hmm. general, right? Um, and uh, also um, stability, right? Mm -hmm. As soon as you stretch a wheelbase, you can get a little bit better kind of handling characteristics of a vehicle. Not that it's really important in a truck, but still. No, it, but, but it is because this is a daily driver. Yeah. And there's a lot more to it than that. Uh, I believe a lot of the architecture of this vehicle is actually kind of unique for the Colorado because they are no longer building a standard cab. They are no longer building like an extra cab. This is it. This is the only cab configuration, the only bed configuration you can get. Am I correct? Yeah, it's a shorter bed. So you might be saying, I mean, some of the purists, like I would say, come on, Chevrolet and GM, give me an option for a longer bed. Yeah, right? how long is that one? This is five foot two inches, which is the same length as the previous gen. Okay. But in the previous gen, they also offered the long, the long version of it. Right. It if you had a different cab configuration, you got the longer bed. Yeah, which was like six two, I believe. Mm -hmm. um, and I talked to some people, and there's two schools of thought, right? This is the most popular configuration: four doors, mm -hmm. short bed. Okay. And the school of thought is, if you want another configuration, buy a Silverado. Right. or something else. But I don't really like that, you know? I would agree with you, and I'm curious to see who else follows this because it's beginning to look like almost everybody's going this direction. Look at Nissan. Now, Nissan does have two cab configurations, and that means there are two different bed configurations. Yeah. But but Ranger does not. Ranger does not, exactly. exactly. And it went also a Gladiator. Yeah, does not. Does not. And I'm curious to see if Toyota does that with their upcoming Tacoma. So we don't know a lot about the next-gen Tacoma, right, officially. Mm. They've been teasing us with a few images here yeah. and there. And there's a prototype shot of a Tacoma test track, truck, I'm sorry, with a longer bed crew cab. Yeah. But we don't know if it's official, right? It's a prototype. So we don't know what's, what's happening there. Why don't you drop the tailgate? Something kind of cool I want to show you guys. Uh, okay. Well, are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. So... Sorry. There's no damp... damp uh, tailgate here dude even my little tiny chintzy pickup has damp and tailgate you're santa cruz yeah you know what i can i can i can add um little, i added this to my f-150 yeah the little thing on the inside the little um little strut that that will help me 
I'm curious if they build it for this. But it's an interesting bed configuration. Now, first of all, if you guys look inside, one thing I'm fascinated by is the way they did the wheel wells. So instead of having the wheel wells come up and then down, they have this section here, and it just keeps on going. Mm -hmm. But you also have these tie-downs. So it's very different looking than a conventional bed. And also, so I wanted to be one of the first people with this new Colorado right. truck. You know me, right? Of uh, course. We, you know, we run TFL truck. Yeah, well, and we need so, our new toys. So I ordered this as soon as the book opened. I think it was November 1st or something like this. Mm -hmm. And I was at the uh, Johnson Auto Plaza dealership here in Colorado. And uh, I ordered it. And um, I wanted a bed line bed. But what I learned was that they bed line these trucks not at the same facility as the factory. Uh, and it could have added the delay. Do you see okay. what I'm saying? So you wanted to avoid the delay. So, so I decided not to do it. Okay. I decided to skip the bedline and do it. My, I could go to Linex, right, and, and kind of get, get this bedline. Pretty much the same type of setup. And the same cost, actually. Yeah. It would have cost me about $500 to do it from the factory, mm -hmm. maybe 550 or something. And also it will take about $600 to do it at a Linex shop. And so. we'll probably shoot that. Well, that would not make sense. Well, you know what Case told me? Hmm. Case, our co-worker. Yeah, yeah. Um, he saw this truck. He's like, Andre, we should take it to David's ranch and load wood in it. Yeah. Oh, Case, it's a painted bed. Oh, come on. Don't be such a baby. Look, you could just scratch this thing to high hell and then And then cover it. it? Yeah. Hmm. That's what I do. Interesting. And then not only that, but you could also demonstrate how this, this is a steel bed, am I correct? Yes. Ah, so we can demonstrate how strong steel is. I can throw large boulders and bricks in here. And then even like toolboxes? Why not? Okay. Yeah, just like what they've been doing on TV all the time. Boom, 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 boom. And then once it, after it's like really destroyed and your wife's about to kill one of us, then you're like, Linex, everything's better. Interesting. Great idea, right? Let us know what you think about this idea <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the comments below. You wouldn't even let me drive this a bit. <laughs> well, I like these uh, you states. You know what we should do? We should do a truck swap. Yeah. We race. I race your Santa Cruz, and you're in this racing each other. <laughs> you're you're going to kill my Santa Cruz, dude. <laughs> Let's talk about the power, because that's one of the things yeah. about this. So this is, there's three different levels, really, of, of uh, Colorado. And they're all turbocharged uh, 2.3? Two sevens. 2.7 liter four-cylinder engine. You're thinking about the Ranger. Yeah, sorry. And so that four-cylinder, it's not only really a different setup it's actually some different internal components too uh with all three of them yeah so let's pop the hood while we're talking about this but i want i wanted to ask answer your question completely because you asked about different configurations and yeah. trim levels right yes so let's address that first so there's a work truck version this is, is not it that's the one i like uh there's also um the trail boss which is what this is there's an LT. Look at the sticker, by the way. Hey, trail it, boss it, sticker. That's a proper trail boss sticker, that is. I, as far as graphics are concerned, I like this graphic. Well, but check it out. They got this like neat little pocket to put it in, too. And it's all like, it's sweet. This is a bed that has a lot of like angles on it and stuff. Yeah, I think the designers really paid attention to this, this one. Is, it, they did a really good job. So LT is the other trim. Right. There's also Z71, which used to be a package, right? But now it's its own trim. Mm -hmm. So Z71 is more premium than this, believe it's it or not. It's a little bit more street, though. A little bit more street. It's got, comes on 20-inch wheels. These are 18s. Yeah. Um, and, then, and then at the top level, there's the ZR2. Right. And we have a whole bunch of information about the ZR2, don't we? Yeah. I just recently, last week, the reason why I was not at the podcast 
is because I was Chevrolet had a launch event right. where they had us take factory Colorado ZR2s, the new ones, and we were supposed to using air quotes race them or drive them spirit in a spirited way from Vegas to Reno off road. Which is exactly what you did. Yes. Yeah. Um, and uh, that video is also on ultfl.com. Mm -hmm. So check it out. It was an amazing experience. We can talk a little bit more about it as we move forward. But what, what that was, that's the top of the heap right now, the ZR2. ZR2, and then there's another package on top of the ZR2, which is the Desert Boss. Right. Which is some accessories like the push bar in the front, the sports bar with lights, and you could put the winch in there as well. Gotcha. But in terms of performance, it's essentially the same setup underneath as the ZR2. Uh, the Desert Bus, yes, yeah. yes. So let's pop the hood because you mentioned three power levels, right? That is correct. Three power levels. So the work truck has the standard engine, which I would assume is probably the most efficient, but that's just an assumption. By the way, you know what I'm happy about? So feel this. It's kind of lightweight, right? Is it aluminum? No, that's steel. It feels like steel. Well, maybe part of it's aluminum part. I don't have my... Wait. Do you have a magnet on you? No, I left it at the office. Okay, Gosh, it's all right. That's all right. We'll do that in another one. Uh, I believe this could be a, a this could be aluminum because of how lightweight it is. You know, in Tacoma, when you lift the hood, it weighs like a million pounds. Yeah, there's people like you know, hernias trying to lift it or something. Do you think it's because Tacomas never break? No, that's well. That, let's not put the bad mojo on your no, vehicle right no, away. You no, don't no, want to make it angry. And that generalization doesn't usually work because mm. everything has issues, right? Right. This is the medium, they call it. They call it Turbo Plus. So this is the mid power level, which is actually really high, in my opinion, mm -hmm. as far yeah, as power. Yeah, the numbers are really impressive. Uh, 310 horsepower uh -huh. and yeah. 390 pound-feet of torque. That is impressive. So, so, and by the way, I talked about a teased price. Mm -hmm. This is an affordable version of the truck. I would agree. And still getting that much power in an affordable version of a truck, I think it's really great. And it's an eight-speed automatic transmission that you yes. have in there. Yes. But this, it's been updated, and it's, it's gone through some changes. Uh, I know that there's been some, once again, bad mojo uh, when it comes to the eight-speed, at least in the full-size trucks. Definitely, yes. Um, but I've heard better, or less, I should say, uh, horror stories about those transmissions in these smaller Colorados and canyons. Actually, I was talking to somebody recently last week who owned a gas V6 version of the previous generation right. Colorado with the eight speed and it was bulletproof. Yeah, that's I, I've heard that, you know, I mean, it, it just depends on your experience. I it, guess. It, it does. And there's many other things that it depends on. Now, you can't really see a whole lot in here. You, where's the turbocharger? I think, I think it's, it's like on the down side. In the, in the so bowels. Let's, let's look at the passenger side really quick. Why don't, why don't you guys get in there? I'll be right back. Uh, look at, l let's look at the um, passenger side of this vehicle. So this 2.7 liter engine, and we talked about this before, um, it's, they introduced it in the larger Silverado and Sierra trucks. Uh, and they have a lot of, this engine has been in the field, so to speak, because it's been sold in many, many production trucks already. They're talking about almost 300,000 of these over the last four years have been sold. So they have a lot of experience with this engine already. Um, it's a inline four, and it's a large displacement. If you think about 2.7 liters. Yeah, I mean, that, there's some big, big pistons big, and stuff, yeah. you know, moving around. Now, this is essentially, so what he was talking about is that this is also in the Silverado, or similar yes. powertrain. Um, 
but there is a lesser version of this, but I, I hate to say lesser, it's just not quite as powerful. Yeah, and, uh, and they're a little bit, um, they're actually mechanically slightly different. Yeah, that's what I hear. Because everybody says, well, if you bought a work truck with a base power output, which is around 260 horsepower. Uh-huh, which I is just, still not bad. Yeah, still good. Can I just tune it? Well, no, because some of the cooling inside of the engine is a little bit different, mm -hmm. and some of the dressing on top of the engine is a little bit different. So, but this can be tuned. Yes, that's what I've heard. Uh, from the factory, with from a dealer. So what can you do to it? So you can make it high output. You know what I want to do? Uh, you know I like those stickers. Mm -hmm. I want to make a little high output sticker, and I want to put it on the hood. What do you think about that? I think it's your truck and you can do whatever you want. There you go. <laughs> I wanted it in I wanted in black cuz contrast, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. But black on on yellow. Can can we talk about a little bit of this design too, by the way? The front? I love your I love this um, grill. I like this grill, but I, there's a problem that I have. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Okay, uh, let's talk about some problems. Let me let me lower the hood while we talk about some of the front end. This looks like it's should be metal, by the way. Well, I don't know. This I think this is plastic it here. It is plastic, but doesn't it? Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, but it's painted in a shiny way. Exactly. That's not my problem, though. What? What's under it? Oh, uh, chin. Yeah. Okay, so there's an air dam. Yep. I know you have air dam problem issues. Well, because I don't want to rip it off if I'm taking it off-road, and we do off-road a lot. Yes, and that's what was my intention. So I talked about I wanted a new gen truck. Mm -hmm. I got this. I want it to be off-road capable. That's what and this I is. also wanted it to tow, because I have a boat, right? So what's the towing rating on this thing? Uh, 7,700 pounds. Damn! And I want to show you the payload. I want to... But let's talk about this for a moment. Yeah, yeah. Because you mentioned this air dam. So you pull it off, you're gonna, you know, your economy's gonna drop. It's removable, yeah. and they talked about this. I talked to some of the engineers at Chevrolet, and some, I believe that they said they made it a little bit easier to remove than hmm. before. And also, um, by the way, I have two hooks. Mm, yeah, real ones. So these are black, and I'm a little bit upset by this. I know you like because red. trail bosses. If you look at their history, they've all had red. They came with red tow yeah, hooks. I agree. I agree. So, so you're gonna have a rattle can out here soon. Well, actually, I wanted to buy um, accessory ZR2 tow hooks, oh. which are red. So you're gonna go and unbolt these, and then and you're gonna put bolt ZR2 hooks. ZR2. And also, um, a ZR2 has this aluminum large skid plate yeah that i can also put on this if i wanted to is that a, is that an accessory through chevrolet or is that something you just you would have to buy and 
So there's a difference. <laughs> there is an um, accessory catalog, uh -huh. right, with a part number as an accessory, or there is a replacement part. Ah. So I don't know which one is which, but because they're not officially offering it as an accessory, but I could just say, can I just buy a ZR2 skid plate? Yeah, I mean... And, and they'll sell me one, right? Right. So you may have to drill out a couple little parts for a pattern to put it on or whatever, possibly. So, um, unofficially, I believe the way the procedure is, you remove the chin, mm -hmm. you put the skid plate on, and you can put the chin back if you want to. Oh, no kidding. Yes. Hmm, interesting. Um, anyways, but, but that's kind of the deal. Yeah, can I tell you something funny? What about the design? <laughs> I'm still it. not sold. Really? I like I like all of this complexity going in here. Um, it almost looks like it's 3D printed. <laughs> it's kind of got an unusual feel to it. Um, I don't mind this at all. Uh, I mean, I could see mud getting splashed into this and looking really good. My perspective on trucks has always been the same thing. A truck always looks better dirty, and off-road trucks look spectacular dirty. Mm -hmm. So you need to start getting this thing dirty soon. So I'm still a little bit on the fence. Can we step back for a second? Yeah. What are, so are these functional? No. Okay. So that's a problem. Uh, yeah. Okay. We like functional. If if it's an inlet, it should be functional. I was right? expecting lights in there or something, or um, or yeah. So vents. most of the new Colorado grills are unique to each trim. Yeah. Exactly. Right? So LT has a body color, a little bit of body color that comes across okay. here. ZR2 looks way different. Yeah, right? I've seen that. And ZR2... That's got the cutaways, too. Yeah, and the ZR2 has fog lamps that are mounted centrally in the front. Which is where area. you'd want them, yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't have any fog lights, actually. Well, I got a Saza, and we can fix that. Okay. So, so I'm not totally sold. It's, it might grow on me, because I, I almost want to paint this yellow. You know mm. what I'm saying? I want to bring some color to the front end. Yeah. So I'm not sold on that. Okay, well... You know, I, I, I know that you have a certain type of palette and that you want to do your own crazy thing. So that's that's your track. I'm also not a huge... So I haven't driven it at night mm. much yet. But these are basic. Those, are not, those aren't LEDs. No. And I, I have a feeling that they're not very powerful. So this could be an issue, but please, uh, I'm not, I don't want to say it yet. Yeah, because there's something that you you and I have talked about, and we've done it on our podcast before, too. What's one thing that we have in Colorado that not all states have? Snow. Snow, schneer. And one thing about having incandescent lights is that they produce heat. LEDs really don't produce much True. heat. True. And we, haven't we had several times where we've actually had to stop and remove a massive chunk of ice that's been obscuring our headlight? Uh, look, I'm not saying stick with this, but I think that you should get through a couple of snows and see how these react. Or maybe, yeah, so I'll have to just live with it, right? Well, and see for now. How, and see how it works, you know, drive it at night. That's why I bought it, dude. Uh, so I can, you know, experience more well, vehicles. I, and you like to tinker. Yeah, and, and tinker it a little bit. Um, so now let's talk about the trail bus parts of this. I like the stance of this thing. Um, it's a little bit wider than other Colorados. Mm -hmm. it's, um, it's taller than some Colorados because it has a small suspension lift. So, so what is, is it a leveling lift type thing or is it lifted front and rear? I believe it's lifted front and rear. So let's go underneath the rear axle and then we'll talk about other components. By let's, you mean you, right? Yes. Okay, good. Uh, by the way, <laughs> by the way, this was an option. I got Goodyear Wrangler Territory MT tires. Uh, these are 275, 65 R18s. And this is an LT light truck 
tire, and it's M&S. Um, hey, uh, yes. Just keep going, keep going, and then I'll interrupt you. Um, and it's a blacked-out wheel, which I'm not a huge fan normally. I didn't have an option on the wheel, but I do like that they added silver lug nuts and also a silver cap here just to set it off a little bit. It's a really good-looking wheel. I mean, I, I, the combination's great, and I'm not one for painted wheels uh, very much, but I wanted to, because we're already into this broadcast, why don't we talk about one of the other people who's got a question about tires, and it's a very similar type of tire, um, one of our Patreons. Oh, oh yes. Now, now would be a good time do, to do that. Do so you... I'm going to go grab my phone, okay. and I'm going to go read that as you guys look at the tire rather All right. than the back of my So shirt. while you get the questions, uh, I wanted to continue a little bit because... I got the trail boss because I wanted to go off-road a bit. I'm not going to do like the Rubicon Trail. That wasn't my the purpose of this. I just wanted to be comfortable on a medium, you know, something from a 3 out of 10 to maybe a 4 or 5 out of 10 difficulty trail. I didn't want to be too, too stressed out by that. And I'm going to take it probably to Ironclad in a future video and see exactly how it behaves. Um, the reason why I have my phone out is because I also wanted to show you the app that this truck comes with, and that comes a little bit later. Uh, do you have that question from yes, one of our uh, So fans? let me read this. Oh, and the sun's out, by the way, so you'll be able to see a spectacular-looking paint job. I really do like this paint job. Okay. So this comes from Robert Burton, and he says, so make, to make this quick, I've had many Ford F-350s and Rams, one-ton diesels, uh, I tow a lot of trailers, a ski boat, 30-foot sled trailer, and a Mini X. And he's talking about his experiences with the Mini X and other trailers. And he says, as I hook up a smaller truck minus the trimmer package, the truck pulls amazingly. Now, when he's driven with the trimmer package, according to him, he says that it feels like he's on ice or snow and so he's, he's talking about the f-350 tremor specifically exactly. an off-road truck right and it has it, they're not exactly the same tires but they're similar tires no, to the one that's similar here. aggressive tires right exactly not the same territory tire no and uh the what he puts is he says that the tread is so soft he feels that that's one of the issues that he's having when he tows so it's kind of squirrely Okay, so I wanted to address this question. Yes, please. Um, so we, I drove the factory uh, Super Duty Tremors. Mm -hmm. His question is specifically about the Super Duty Tremor. Right. Um, and then we built our own, quote-unquote, Super Tremor, because mm -hmm. we had an F-250 that TFL owned. Yeah, we got impatient. We built it before the, trem the Super Duty Tremors came out. <laughs> and we put it on 37s. Yes. Uh, the factory Tremor Super Duty is on 35s. Correct. And he says he's uncomfortable towing with it because his tires feel weird. Right. I have an idea. So, Robert. Robert? Mm -hmm. Robert, um, uh, I think there's one thing happening with your truck. You may be low on tire pressure. That's a very good point. Because it matters a lot. We, we, I recently was off-road with Chevrolet team. Uh -huh. And um, we did not air down for several reasons, because we're on the highway and on off-road. You actually highway. did more highway driving than off-road driving. Yeah, so we have to be in all the environments, right? Mm -hmm. So hard rocks, sand, on-road driving, all right. in the same day. So if we would have aired down, that's not a good way to drive on the highway at highway speed. 
Right. So I think maybe, I don't know if you aired down before and forgot to air up, but I think it's a tire pressure issue. Uh, that's a very good possibility. And then on top of that, what a lot of people tend to forget is that certain tire pressures on smaller vehicles like this one could go to 40 PSI. But then once you get to those heavy-duty large trucks, yes. it is considerably higher. And some people don't know that. And that might be something worth looking at as well. Yeah, and those pressures go up to 70 PSI yeah. or sometimes 80 PSI. Correct. Depending on your truck, of course, and configuration. So you should check that label. By the way, let's check a label on this. Yeah, yeah. Let's. Speaking of labels. Come, let's have a look, um, shall we? Oh, it beeped at me. It welcomed me. It, it already, it's in love with its owner. So here it says cold tire pressure should be 36 PSI. Like you said, light duty vehicle, uh -huh. 36 PSI to 40 PSI exactly. is normally mm -hmm. what it is. By the way, my payload, are you ready for this? Yeah. 1,514 pounds. That's awesome. It's less than mine. What? Yeah, mine's 1,600 technically. Oh my goodness. Are you telling me that your compact little pickup has more payload than this? Ironically, your truck and my truck have more payload than an awful lot of full-size trucks. Yes. You know, we recently tested um, AT4X yeah. GMC Sierra 1500 mm -hmm. with an AEV package, and that was around 1,000 pounds of payload. Yeah. Now, there's a reason for that, of course, and that is partly due to the suspension setup. Equipment, and like, suspension. Right. It's and built for off-roading, so it's but, not as much of a hauler. But like I said, I wanted this to tow. That's why I got a towing package. Yeah, it's By the serious. way, part of the towing package is a trailer brake controller. Very cool. Bam. Bam, bam. But how much can it tow? Yeah, 7,700 pounds. My boat, fully laden, uh -huh. uh, is about 6,000. So it's going to be probably a task for this truck to tow, but it's not impossible. No, and I mean, you're already talking about quite a bit of torque, nearly 400 foot-pounds of truck. Yeah, I mean, that's a torquey little yeah, truck. Yeah, yeah. And that and the fact that I believe 7,700 pounds, that is, that matches or, yeah, that matches for That matches what it was before in the diesel, remember? So the Duramax was in the Colorado, right. the little one, the four-cylinder one. And that was the rating that they kind of kept moving, you know, with the generation of the right, truck. Right, which at the time was best in class. Yeah, and then the Ranger is still at 7,500 pounds. 7,500, So yeah. almost the same, right? Right, I right. mean, there's about 200 pounds between them. And then the Gladiator is about 7,600 pounds. 7,650, I think, for a four-wheel drive. And then the Tacoma is actually under seven. And so is so, the Nissan. Yes, exactly. So I'm wondering if if the next Tacoma will actually increase in its towing. I can almost guarantee it. Because it has to fight against this, I right? don't, it, it doesn't necessarily have to beat this. I mean, they've proven that you don't necessarily have to be best in class with everything, but people want more towing out of their trucks, I think. And the 77, this is best in class now. Yes. Is there anything else out there that cannot do this? Even its brethren, like the ZR2, that has more horsepower, more torque. ZR2 is rated lower because of its suspension. softer suspension. Right. That yeah. makes sense. And also the cooling is very important. The grill design is yeah. very important. So the ZR2 has a little bit, you know, more enclosed areas. Yeah, for off-roading. Yeah. So it's less. Right. So this is it. This so, so far, yes. And King. so, so far we talked about a lot of things we love. Mm -hmm. I like that, obviously, crew cab for my family. I love the payload of this truck. I love the towing. Um, I like the color. It's a good looking truck, I, I too. I like the power. I like the tires. But let me show you something in the back here. Uh, okay. Let's talk about some things that I don't like. 
first of all, the hitch is good. Um, but. but look at the spare. The spare is not the same territory tire. It's a basic tire. What is this? It's a Maxxis. But it's a full size. At least it's full size. So it's full size. Um, I don't know if I if it's a big deal. Uh, obviously, if I have a if I have a flat off road, at least you great. have. A, no, but it's at important. least there's a way for me to get out. Right, and not only that, but you're not putting a donut on the vehicle when you're in the middle of treacherous rocks. You're going to have at least a full size spare. That's a good start, I suppose. Yeah. But there's something else in that whole hitch area that there's an issue what? with. Well, go on down and have a look at where you put the chains, hon. Because that, to me, is a bit of an issue. So, yeah, so these chain hoops on the hitch are hidden underneath the They're bumper. really narrow, aren't they? Mm, I think they're, they're pretty good on size. Uh, I, I recently was towing with a, what was it, a Tahoe? Mm -hmm. And the Tahoe had smaller hoops. Even smaller than these? Yeah, but at least on the Tahoe, they were more exposed. Mm -hmm. You could reach them easily. Right, these don't look um, like they're These ones easier. are kind of hidden. I think they did it for departure angle. Maybe. Uh, but it's not great. Uh, yeah. There could be a better design. I agree, I would agree. Um, also, um, I don't like this. The rear camera on the tailgate is not centered. It's off-centered by just a little touch. Yeah. And I think probably they have software that kind of yeah, makes, it, of that, makes right? it look good. But if you're lining up to a trailer, which is in the center of your vehicle, you're looking at it slightly from an angle. You know okay. what I'm saying? So, so, so you're not directly on top of I'm it. I'm not, not a huge fan of that. Okay. Also, let's look at the rear glass. Yes, there's a bit of an issue here, folks. Rear glass? Yeah, it doesn't uh, slide. It's tinted. Yeah, it is. Yeah. But there is no opening in it, or there is no defrost either. Yeah, you have neither. Right. Why? Uh, cost savings on my part. <laughs> yeah. So you could order, you could option it up, right? Uh -huh. But I wanted to keep the trail bus as low optioned as I possibly could. And that backfired on me. I'll show it to you yeah, inside. Inside, definitely. So um, I would imagine, you know, we live in snow country. And it is nice to have defrost on the back. But if you don't live in a snowy climate, this isn't that big of a deal. No. And even in the snowy climate, uh, my previous F-150 also did not have a uh, heating element defrost because in the rear glass. Didn't you have the window? No, you didn't no have that it, was the same, it was the same thing because it was a work truck. Once again, uh, I was pinching pennies. Mm -hmm. and, I, and you know what? It wasn't a terrible in inconvenience. Yeah. Because I had huge mirrors... And I kind of got around it, so. Now, speaking of mirrors, huge. these are not tow mirrors. They're not huge, and there is no option for a tow mirror. You're gonna have to get clip-ons. No, I hate those. You no. love those clip-ons. No. You get to go find some new ones out no. there. Yeah. Well, maybe for my, you know, my boat. This is what I'm thinking about it when you tow well, your so, boat. So, you know, the boat shape, of course, is you know pointed, mm -hmm. so the front of the trailer is visible. Right. But my rear of my boat is uh, is eight and a half feet. Right, and you're going to which need is to way see. wider than this. Well, that's exactly it. And so, wouldn't it help if you had uh, wider mirrors that you could actually see what those rear wheels are doing on the trailer? But I don't like the look of the clip-on. I know you mirror. don't like the look of the clip-on, but you have to go with what's safe and what's logical. Come on, use that brain. Yeah, safe and logical. Okay, should we jump inside? He I want to show you the subject. Yeah, I want. <laughs> Let's go inside. Do you want to go to the driver's seat? Yeah, I okay. want to show you some of the features. Yeah. Um, so come, come inside. Now, these seats are actually an upgrade. Yeah, 
believe it or not, actually, let me get the sticker so we can talk about the sticker. Um, they call this material Evotex. Evotex? Yeah, Evotex. Can't someone uh, just say fake leather and be okay with it? Um, I guess you could. But it's, it's a nice feel to it. Better than vinyl, that's for damn sure. By the way, both driver and passenger seats are manual adjustments. Yeah. So that's another cost-saving matter. Um, um, and on, weight savings. On, on my part, yes. yes. This is a super Legera truck. He's done many things to make sure it is super light. So Jet Black Evotex up-level seating is $1,250. Damn, boy. So I really didn't want the cloth. Yeah. Um, and I thought this was a good mid-ground. Mid okay. So that actually hurt, that $1,200 for that. Wow, that is an awful lot. Trailering package, $620, $620, which comes with a brake controller. Right, you want to show them where that is? Yeah, uh, they already saw that. Oh, okay. It's on the left, by the left knee, which is not the best place probably, but that's okay. It's probably the only place they had room for it. You know, other midsize trucks don't even come with brake controllers. Yeah, not even an option in some cases. Uh, sometimes it's a you know dealer installed option or aftermarket. Right. right. Um, the tires, I selected the tires, the um, Territory MTs, uh -huh. that was $495. That's not bad for an upgraded nice tire. I know, because if I was to swap tires, four of them would cost me like $1,200. Easily, right? easily, yeah. Nitro yellow paint, $395. Worth every penny, I love it. Uh, High-power generator alternator. $150. I, I'm not sure why I needed that. I did not specify that. I think it comes as a... Is it part of the tow package? Some sort of a package. Maybe a part of a, pa a tow package. Okay. Those are all the options. That's it. Okay, so, so now... That you're missing something that's really So vital. now um, the camera will go in the back seat and we'll go for a drive. How about that? And I'll want to show you some features. Sounds great. Okay. Bam, dude, we're inside. All right. So, first of all, there's no key I have to put in. It's it's push button start. Mm -hmm. Comes to life. So, what is that about 12.3 inch screen? No, it's a little bit less. Did you hear that? What was that? Yeah. I, I think I can turn it off. I haven't figured that out yet, but it was a little. Yeah. What are you doing? It's messaging. I think it's messaging me. So, couple things. Let me start with the overall design. Okay. I'm not, I knew this going in, but I'm not in love with the sea of gray and black. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's a lot of gray and black. I wish like this would be maybe a different material or color, but this is kind of a basic truck. Yes. We, I haven't said the final price yet on purpose. Yeah, I'm gonna try to hide it. Um, maybe they already noticed it on yeah, camera, but, but I don't know. But it's kind of a sea of plastic, and which is not the best. It would be nice if they actually could contrast this maybe and have this a lighter color or something, bring a little bit more flavor to the interior. So they did that here on the center console. Right. There's a little bit of silver, right? Yeah. So they could have continued it over there. That's kind of my thought too, especially because this is a higher, higher level truck over the lower ones, you know, the work truck and the uh, LT. You know, this I mean, truck has 53 miles on its clock. Oh, look at you it's driving. A, it's a baby. Yeah. I picked it up with 17, <laughs> so it's always nice. By the way, what's the breaking on this? You think 500? 000? I think at least. Okay. I mean, before I hit the Ike, you know, the Ike gauntlet test. I'm gonna show you the app in a second. Um, then 
they did something here with the design. They moved the shifter a little bit closer to the passenger side. Yeah, I noticed that. Because they wanted to open this for the mode selector, four-wheel drive selector, and also my electronic parking brake. Does this have a locker in the rear? It's a G80. Okay, it's a G80. So I don't have a locker switch. On the ZR2, there'll be additional switches here and here. Okay. For more features like heated seats. These are toggle switches. What do they do? So um, engine start stop. I can disable it per key cycle, um, hazards, and lane keep alert. Okay. Um, there's a camera in this housing looking forward, mm -hmm. right? So before we start driving, um, I wanted to show you a couple of options here. Okay. And a couple of things. I want to get your opinion on this. Please. You see this little button? Yeah, that's a light switchy thingy. Yeah, that's the only way or... It's the only way to control the headlights is digitally. What do you mean by control the headlights? So there is no switch on the left or on the column. So there's no auto switch or anything like that? Or... So they're automatic. Yeah. So the headlight can be put in auto mode so they'll come on at night. Right, but what if you want to put them on manually? You have to click through the screen. You only can use the screen? Yes. There's nothing, no stock, and, nothing, and, no switch? No. It's an uh, issue in my mind. Yeah, I agree with you. I, that's but, surprising. But maybe let us know what you think. Would ha you miss that or would you not miss that? I hate having to go through the screen to do anything other than infotainment, personally speaking. There's more. Okay. Um, you see my trip meter? This truck is brand new, yeah. like we said. Um, I drove here from Brighton. I got about 20.2 MPG. By the way, there's probably, don't put a lot of stock in that number. I mean, it's real, but the truck is brand new and not broken in. Exactly. You haven't broken in it at all, really. But so. I'm okay with 20 for now. Mm -hmm. um, then, what if I wanted to reset the trip? Well, you probably have something on your stock or maybe on the dat, uh, like in front of the instrumentation, there's probably a little thing that sticks N up, right? No, there is no little knob. You don't have little doohickey that hangs out? No. So, don't tell me the screen again. Screen. Dude! So, you have to go homepage, vehicle info then it will load up by the way can you see that okay um and trip and then click on the trip and then reset that's the only way you can reset your odometer yes by going into the screen yes but there's also four steps yes that lead up to getting to here yes. okay i'm i'm a little disappointed so but can i show you now what i love yes please okay so those are the things that i don't, I don't I like do, I, I like the large dials for temperature and um yeah volume control and air there's control. no tuning knob so the radio tuning knob has to be digital okay which a lot of vehicles are switching to that i'm mm. not in love with that i'm either. not either frankly but, but yeah. let me show you some awesomeness some di you know i'm a tech dude right? yes yes show me awesomeness. so so awesomeness first of all i don't have a lot of cameras i have a rear camera so that's not pure awesomeness. Uh, but what I, what I do want to show you, there's air down mode. So I can select any number between what ten and thirty six. Yeah. And let's say let's say twenty five. Um, I can start that process and I can air out the tires and it will honk at that particular pressure. 
But so, it's not going to do it for you. You actually go right. and with a device and take the air out of there. And then once it gets to that number that you preset, it'll yeah, honk. Yeah, so time. I don't have to keep checking it. It'll honk exactly at that PSI. That's, that's pretty cool. I it's like that. It's just a little helper. For off-roading, that's really cool to have. Yeah. So that's first feature I love. Now, let me go back. Um, off-road mode, off-road screen. Oh, yeah. So I have a page they call Baja. That's a cool name, right? Mm -hmm. um, shows me G-forces, show me the current setup. Am I in all-wheel drive? By the way, this has automatic four-wheel drive. So it'll work like an all-wheel drive system. Yeah, four high and four low and two high, obviously. And then mode select that I'll show you next. Then I have a terrain screen, which shows me pitch and roll. Mm -hmm. You know, it's always cool to play with those things. Yeah. Um, and then my tire pressure monitor, by the way, my, my front left is a little low. It is indeed. Uh, I'll have to check that later. And then overlanding screen shows me my current elevation altitude, That's my GPS coordinates, and Ooh. my compass. I like this a lot. Sweet. This I like. Yeah, especially when you're on the mountain pass, mm -hmm. you could see that number change, and you feels like you're in an airplane. When you're wow. off-roading, there are times where you really don't know what your elevation is. And it does help to know a little bit what's going on. So, yeah, like if the weather is coming in, you need to know where you are, right? If you're at super high elevation, then your vehicle may not drive as well, too. Yes. So then there's also another fun page I wanted to show you under vehicle info. First of all, there's overview, so you can kind of drag your truck around. Which is cool, but it's the wrong color. I'll let, the, I'll let that slide. Uh, yeah, we'll let Chevrolet slide there. It'll show me tire pressures. But the, I like that they're using the screen for fun things. I you do, know, too. You know, in the new Tundra, where they have, like, a vehicle screen, mm -hmm. and the only thing it shows is fuel efficiency? Yeah. You know, there's something missing. Yeah, I this gives I like you a lot more better. interaction, so to speak. Then um, I can check my brake life. That's cool. I can check my fluid temperatures including uh, or oil life, I should say, and air filter life, and then also my battery voltage and my coolant temp. So all those things are really cool. I like having that. I do wish, of course, there are gauges in front of me to do that personally, but you, at least you can access it. But wait, what is more? Oh, okay. Um, my gauge, by the way, you asked about size. Mm -hmm. This is 11.3. 11.3. And this is about eight inch. Okay. So not as big as the Zero Two screen, but I wanted really quickly before we start driving, I don't mind the way they integrated this, by the way. Um, I, I like the fact that it's smoothly integrated into your front IP, the way it goes up, over, and around. And it doesn't seem like it's put on as an afterthought. I've been in vehicle, Like a tablet. Right? right, 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 right. Where it looks like a tablet's just been added and glued on there. This looks like, a, you know, they put some real effort into it. So speaking of gauges, of course, my fuel level, my um, oil pressure my coolant my oil temperature that's my, cool my coolant and then i can keep going i can minimize it and mm -hmm. only see my speed i can oh there's a tachometer view i can look at my trip by the way during my trip i can also monitor the transmission temp i like which that. is great for towing does it actually show the tip or is this show no it's a level okay uh, but at least you have an idea that I, if it's really i wish it was digital but it would be nice um and then when you're in the um, tachometer screen, uh -huh. uh, you can hold this button on the steering wheel and you can select different gauge modes. Oh, okay. So there is this funky one. Yeah, that is a little weird. It looks like um, 
What is that game where a snake eats like dots or oh, apples? Oh yeah, or I know something? what you're talking about. It also looks a little bit like Tron. Yeah, uh, and then um, sorry, and then there's another one. Here a second. Gauge three. Gauge three, which is kind of simplistic. Oh, but it has that sweeping thing. Sweeping so. motion. Yeah. So I'm glad you could play with a lot motorcycle. of those things. Yeah. But there's something missing. Yes, there is. So, folks, one of the things he was able to minimize was his price by omitting certain things, including, wait for it, cruise control. I did not, I didn't do it on purpose. I <laughs> know you didn't, but still. No, no. So, this truck, like I said, has lane keep, mm -hmm. has a collision uh, auto braking right. with pedestrian and bicyclist detection. Mm -hmm. It's highly advanced. Yeah. Yet, there is no button for cruise control. So, I, I, I didn't know it was an option. <laughs> I'm sorry. So, that was ignorance on my part. Yeah. But I also didn't expect that. Well, it's come standard on so many vehicles. You would think that they would just put cruise control in there. I, I, I look, I, I'm making fun of you, but I'm also not besmirching your lack of uh, you know, research because I wouldn't have done that either. I wouldn't have assumed that a vehicle I'm going to be paying X amount for doesn't have cruise control. But this is not a work truck. Like, if I bought a base, base work truck, I could have expected that. Yes. But th this is sure. not a base, base work truck. No, it's that's my point. Is This this is a much higher level vehicle in that respect. Whoa, look at those I dogs. I thought those things were cows. No, they're not cows. They're St. Bernard's. Oh, my God. Yeah, hey, can you see those on the camera? Yeah. Look at that. They have their own zip code. Those are humongous dogs. You know, I technically grew up with the St. Bernard. Yeah. I was a baby, though, at the time. My uncle, when he, right when he came back from Vietnam, he's a Marine, he knocks on the door. The St. Bernard went through the door and knocked him down. <laughs> the dude was fresh out of Nam. It was pretty cool. Uh, so I've heard. But anyway, um, we are um, it, sort of in the back uh, country of Boulder. <laughs> is yeah. Fair enough to say. Yeah, and, and, and there's a gentleman walking two of his St. Bernard. Yeah, he's just totally chill. He's probably a billionaire who owns like nine of these homes. Um, so he's like Ian, for the most part. <laughs> we mentioned him on camera. Be no, careful. we can't. No, he's no. going to whack the camera over your head. Um, so now we're driving. This is, I like doing the driving podcast thing. We've done this once before that I recall, where I was with Roman and we were driving cross country for the card podcast. Oh, that's right. That's right. And, yeah. And we were in the Ionic 5. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was fun. I mean, especially because a lot of our viewers were taking note with the way uh, Roman was driving. Um, and you guys are mostly correct, and he's a cranky old senior. But I'm going to say this about this truck right now. Yes. For a truck in its class, I think the combination of its performance and over bump and just overall ride quality is a pretty good trade-off. I think so. I mean, I, I need more seat time. Yeah. Um, I did go in an event where we did drive this um, at the original event. Right. But you know how those events go. It's like... You get two hours, it's boom, 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 and you have right. to leave, right? You're, you're, so, you can only make general judgments in that yeah. respect. And, you know, so no I need to live term. with this a little bit longer. But my first Agreed. impression is um, the tires are not very loud. No, that's not I was loud. a little concerned about that. Um, it drives good. I mentioned the longer wheelbase. Mm -hmm. I think it does change the character of this truck a little bit for the better. Um, and they can accelerate a little bit on this road. This is not a 0-60 to 60 test or a drag race. 
because I have 54 miles on my odometer. Right, you didn't want to totally stress out the engine when yeah. it's brand new. Well, you know me, I kind of want to, but... but a little bit of acceleration. Yeah, let's it. try this. Presses me back in my seat a little bit. But that wasn't 100% throttle no, no, either. No, um, So we recently had our Ford Ranger. And yes. And I got a lot of seat time with the Ford Ranger. We've driven it quite a bit. And that's a perfectly good driving vehicle. It's actually fine. But I'm not as comfortable in that as I am in this. Really? Like seat comfort, you mean? Overall comfort in this is better. Also, I think I have slightly better headroom. Now, I don't know if the new uh, upcoming uh, Ranger is going to be like that. But I would say that this has taken a step, or maybe even two steps, up from the previous Colorado, mm -hmm. which I liked, but I was not comfortable with its interior. And they've done some good things. And at the same time, I do not understand why Chevrolet, General Motors in general, uh, in general, cannot put something more comfortable up here where I put my arm. It's a nice flat surface. I'd love to be able to put my arm here. It's well, uncomfortable. Well, maybe I'll add some aftermarket yeah. padding or solutions. But you shouldn't have to. It shouldn't be incumbent upon you. It should be yeah. what the automaker does. And there's other trucks out there that have much more comfortable perches for your elbows. So, so yeah, so we mentioned a few things, right? Um, things that I didn't like off the bat. Things that I loved off the bat. Mm -hmm. um, but overall driving, so listen, listen to this it for a second. Sounds like almost like a tuner truck. I don't know if that's coming across on the mics. Probably not. I can hear the exhaust. Um, but here's my issue. Mm. It doesn't really sound to me like a truck. It sounds like an SUV. You see what I'm saying? Like it doesn't have the throatiness, like a deep sound to it that I kind of wanted. Okay. I know I want too much. Yes. Right? Because we have to consider what the engine is. It's a, it's a, it's a four-cylinder turbocharged engine. Yeah. Uh, but look at some of the german high performance manufacturers they can make a four-cylinder engine sound macho yeah you know what i'm saying oh even their two liters and whatnot i've heard some great sounds out of uh, some volkswagen or you know audi so, engines so i know i'm a budget-minded consumer you know i did not buy you know the highest performance one right but i still want you know the sound of this truck is not like what I would determine to be trucky. What's okay. your opinion on that? I, it, it, I did, it never really crossed my mind. I would say Until that- Until I said it? Right. I would say that this vehicle sounds a little bit like a tuner truck, like someone who deliberately wants this thing that sounds sharper. Yeah. You definitely are hearing it. That's not a quiet exhaust, but it's fine. And from the outside, when you were running it earlier today, yeah. I could just hear a little bit of a whisper of the turbocharger. Which was really cool, actually. I thought it was cool. You know, some trucks, um, at least some EcoBoost, um, there is a little um, kind of a feedback line um, that kind of um, dumps the wastegate, um, blows off and dumps back into the intake. Right. And some people remove that little feedback loop, and you could hear the yeah that sound. Yeah. I wonder if I should do that here. Well, I mean, is that that important to you? Well, if I was 18, yeah, it would be. But you're not 18. <laughs> I'm sorry. Nobody at TFL is 18. Okay, We're all old people. Right. Um, right. Even Tommy, well, Tommy was born being like 50. Um, <laughs> yes. He's in his 70s now. The overall sound isn't that bad, but I, it's definitely pronounced. But I'm pretty sure if you threw a different exhaust on here, you'd change the whole, you know, the nature of the way it sounds, if that's that important to you. I wonder... 
I'm a little concerned this is a brand new truck. I'm concerned of throwing like an aftermarket system on this, but if General Motors came out with like a warranty approved system, I might consider it, you know, like a right. something performance oriented. You know, some sort of special Borla thing or whatever that was built specifically for this truck that wouldn't void your warranty or yeah. get you in trouble and may actually wake up the sound a little bit more. I mean, if that's what you want, I, honestly, I think there are other things that are more important. First of all, big question. This is an off-road truck. Does it have the spool valve suspension? No. Nine. Okay, so it has. It what, has. It has regular bypass shocks or just 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 mo like monotubes. Oh, monotube shocks. Yeah. Okay. Yes, but so that's a big difference. So obviously, if you wanted to buy a ZR2, um, let's talk about starting price. I think it's time. Okay. Um, maybe we should do that outside. Let's do it outside. Yeah, let's do it outside. Oh, it's the beeping. It's reminding me that something is in the back seat. Well, but, at least it but, reminds you. But I know that something was in my back seat, and now, you know, it's not there. Let me ask you a question. Do you have any buyer's remorse? Uh, the only... Oh, you know what's happening? The second key is inside of this. Mm -hmm. It's reminding you of that. It's telling you not to walk away with keys still in it. So, uh, I, the only thing that gives me pause is the lack of cruise control. Yeah, I would be a little... Because it surprised me. Yeah. Um, I'm going to um, talk to the dealer and see if I can do like a retrofit. I don't care how much it costs. I may have to retrofit it somehow. One million dollars. But I love everything else. I, uh, so far, I mean, yeah. first day, this is my first day with this brand new truck. I love the way it looks. I love the way it drives. I love basically what we just discussed. Right. So now we have the sticker. This is the actual window sticker. Okay, let's take a look. Yeah. And so this all, truck's base price as as is $37,000. So that's kind of a base, base, base trail boss. That's with nothing on it. You added a couple important things like the interior. And towing, and of towing, course. And towing, right. Yeah. And the color, of course, cost me money. Right. So we're looking at- Wemo. $41,405. That is just shy of a $10,000 more than the Hyundai Santa Cruz I bought, which is also a mid-level. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so that price, so I, I can see those comments already starting. Mm -hmm. Three years ago, I purchased a High Country V8 for forty-one thousand. Mm -hmm. But it's not; it's no longer three years ago. Yeah, unfortunately, guys, the reality we're living in is that if you're able to get a truck at forty grand, you're getting a deal. Especially of course, when you can get tows, the more compact one like you, yeah, you did, right? but mine doesn't tow. Even if I got the bigger engine, it would nowhere near what this thing can tow and, and technically haul. But yes. so, and also that's not a capable off-roader. This right out of the box is a capable off-roader. You'll be able to take pretty much anywhere that we go for testing off-road. Anywhere. That was one of my goals. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not in love with this. Can you show them the fuel efficiency ratings? Okay. This is, they're not great. By the way, do you see the disclaimer? It says four-wheel drive mud terrain. So obviously tires affect your efficiency. Without I, a doubt. We know this. Yes. 
But these numbers look full-size truck territory, not mid-size truck territory. Yeah, you know, these look identical to one of the stickers I saw for Silverado with the uh, four-cylinder turbo. Mm. So, uh, we'll do more testing. I want you and I, when you have some time in the next couple of weeks, mm -hmm. I want to do our loop. You oh, know, uh, the efficiency loop? loop? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, I want to confir uh, confirm or unconfirm this because i think in the real world i think that number could be better yeah well and you've already proven i mean you're this is not well you saw 20 in. yeah right and you did 20 on the coming here to and work. it was around city driving as well mm -hmm. so yeah but you know there's there's several things that these types of numbers reflect and you know the epa is becoming more strict with their numbers not less so that's part of this deal right there. Also, WEMO, this was important to me. Mm. Um, 45% uh, US and Canadian part content. The engine and transmission come from the US and it's built in the US. That was important to me as well. Okay. So, so this, is, um, this is a truck that you waited six months for basically. Since the moment I could order it, yes. November, December, January, February, March, April, May. Well, uh, so we're still Almost. in April, so so five months. Five plus. Okay. Um, yeah, so it didn't come out as soon as, like, I mean, it was built, mm -hmm. and then I had to wait a little bit, but I think it had to do with certification. That's, ex yeah. It wasn't, like, anything else. And I know people out there, I think some of the viewers, you guys are telling me, why'd you buy the first year? Don't buy the first year, buy the next year, right? Right, right. And... I don't care. <laughs> I wanted to be the first and the, the greatest and the, and the latest type of type of stuff. Right. Well, I so. guess that you're going to be kind of the beta tester for this to a certain degree. Well, that's right? kind of the point of yeah. this as well. So, and uh, we want to thank you guys very much because uh, it's because of the viewers, you know, that, that we're able to do this. Yep. I have money to pay for this. <laughs> exactly. Uh, because of the viewers. So we really appreciate that. And we're going to test the hell out of this thing over the next year. Promise. Yes. And uh, we'll see you on the next episode of TFL Talking Trucks podcast. Bye, guys. But wait, there's more, Nathan. There's bonus content. Well, I knew you couldn't resist going underneath the truck and pointing out things like the shocks. Yes. So uh, if you're watching this, great. If you're listening to this, imagine me laying underneath the rear end of the truck. And I wanted to point out a couple of things. So first of all, it's a solid rear axle. And remember, Nathan... Um, in the previous generation of the ZR2 Colorado and some Colorados, people complained, owners complained about shock mounts being too low. Yeah. Well, you can see here that they raised the shock mount just a bit. It's still on the inside of the leaf spring, so it's still not super outboard. No, other people, there have been others that have put them outside the uh, leaf spring. Yes, but here's the thing. Um, you asked me this earlier. If I wanted to turn my trail bus into ZR2, I wouldn't really be able to do that because the rear shock mounts on the ZR2 are actually next to the rear tire and they are not in the same position. Hence, it's a different design. Hence, I can't really do it. Also, the ZR2 frame has a little bit of reinforcement built oh. into it. So really, my only option is to like upgrade my shocks. Yeah, and th there's a second thing. Are any of, like is the ZR2 coil spring in the back? No. Interesting, because it sounds like that some of the other competitors, and we know that some of the competitors have coil springs in the back, 
And I'm kind of curious to why General Motors decided not to use coil springs. That's a great question. I don't have an answer, but now I'm all dirty. Okay, great. You get to get your truck all dirty when we drive back. But there is more. Ah. Do you mind standing by the exhaust? Oh, pipe? yeah. Don't you guys want to hear the exhaust thing from the outside? Let's do it. All right. And I'll rev it, and then we can close on that. How about that? That sounds, that sounds great. Okay, folks, I shall remove my mic. For those of you who are listening, I look like Tom Selleck still. A little bit of Tom Cruise going on, too. It's all about Tom. All right, dude. Can you hear that turbo spool? I certainly can. I think it sounds really cool from the outside. Let me tell the uh, grumpy Russian here. Hey, Andre. Yeah. It sounds fantastic from the outside. Oh, really? Yeah, th there's that turbo whine. It's really, really, I mean, you could even hear it um, behind the camera, right? Yeah. You, and it's definitely got a world to it. It's a okay. much better sound than from inside. Scratch what I said before. I'm totally happy. <laughs> Done. There you go, guys. What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland. For innovators everywhere, visit highland.com.